I'm Kate Daniels, and here's a question that came my way with the opportunity to have an important health conversation with Dr. Julie Gatza. How can something so sweet be so deadly? The top five ways sugar makes us sick. We may know that we should curb eating a lot of sugar, but here's some eye-opening critical information on what sugar does once we put it in our mouth. Health educator Dr. Julie Gatza is one of the nation's top chiropractic physicians with more than 30 years of clinical practice, during which she's assisted thousands of patients to resolve a wide variety of physical ailments. Using her understanding of the nervous system, nutrition, and alternative therapies, Dr. Gatza's mission with each patient is to enhance their body's potential to heal itself. So good morning, Dr. Julie. It's great to have you here to discuss this very important topic about sugar is one of the key ones that, well, there's so many things, but sugar is definitely one of the pitfalls we all suffer in our life, isn't it? It really is. And it's gotten worse because we have so much at our um, fingertips. Things that we used to only eat at holidays are now given to our children at lunch hour. And, you know, you can go and get a cream covered you know, coffee drink and you're in junior high or high school and you're setting up habits that are really detrimental and, you know, hurts our metabolism, hurts everything, single thing about our bodies. And we're all looking fat and dark circles under our eyes and have no energy and we're in bad moods. And we wonder why we find ourselves in this general state we are in this country. And uh, I, I don't know that it would be too extreme to say the, the culprit could very well be sugar. I mean, it certainly looks like it to me, you know, not to mention, you know, we aren't, we don't have such nutrient rich food anymore because we're not putting it back into the soil. So our food doesn't have the type, type of taste it used to. So I think we're compensating to some degree and putting a lot of extra fat and salt and sugar in just so that we have taste in food that, you know, really didn't need any of that in the beginning. Exactly. So it just, uh, if I were thinking of uh, any kind of conspiracy, I'd be thinking, oh, somebody's pushing the sugar here. But I'm not going to get into that part of it. <laughs> I, I, I just think that you really have so much good information to share with us about what goes on with sugar in our bodies. And to begin with, um, in a in a uh, publication I'd gotten uh, from your office, it it uh, points to the American Heart Association and the amount of sugar that we are consuming each day. And then let's talk about what we ought to be, what the max should be. So what is it that adults swallow each day? I think it's like 22 teaspoons of sugar added in their um, diet at some level each day. Right. And and for teens or yes, teens age fourteen to eighteen, it just it jumps almost fifty percent. Yeah, to thirty four teaspoons. And you know, I, there is the exceptional you know person here that's not doing this. But I mean, if you're just looking at the average you know um, average person, they are you know grabbing sugary things for breakfast. They're skipping out on mostly the proteins. They're adding something to the drinks that they're drinking. And, you know, we've added now all sorts of other types of energy drinks and coffee drinks and teas and, you know, weird carbonation things. And and there's sugar in each one of these, not to mention we've got, you know, frozen foods and microwavable foods and, you know, snack foods around the goal and Lunchables and things we put in our kids' lunches. And 
it's just the list goes on and on and on. And, you know, how much candy just in general are we consuming, which people are saying, oh, I'll cut back on my sugar yet. You know, they're eating lasagna from some frozen food company that has, you know, tremendous amount of sugar just in the sauce. And then you question, why is there so much sugar in something that is my main meal of the day? Yeah, and right. I think it's because, one, it is addictive, too. Uh, you know, it, it, we are so used to having high sugar tastes that, you know, when we do try to get off of sugar, it's very, very difficult for most people because of the fact that they, uh, they're in such a loss. It's like the body just lost a limb to some degree. That's how badly they kind of feel doing it. And um, they don't have other solutions other than just cut out the sugar. And, you know, sometimes underlying or often underlying trying to get off of sugar, you can have a yeast um, problem in the gut where the yeast actually needs sugar to survive. And if you have a bit of an overgrowth in the gut, um, you have these little yeasties basically screaming, feed me, feed me. And you don't even know it's, it's not you. Right. And that is a very critical part of what we want to look at in terms of this particular conversation. I want to just circle back very briefly to these 22 teaspoons of added sugar each day and point it against what the American Heart Association says the max should be. So 22 is about what most of us are taking in addition but it says six is the max we should have for women. I mean, if you think about it, if you take six teaspoons, you put it on a saucer of sugar, uh, six teaspoons of sugar on a saucer is what I mean. Um, I, that looks like a lot of sugar. So it is a lot of sugar. You know, I get it if it's a holiday or a birthday and, you know, it's at some party or something that you're, you know, already deciding that you're going to go off your program a bit, but... I mean, this is a daily situation that, you know, we're eating so much more time, six times more than that, often. Right. And and then it's no wonder, with the calories that they are, empty calories at that, that we are having all these health issues. And so, as you were saying, the, the yeast imbalance that we have, that's a huge problem. We have so many issues with our digestive system, and this is just exacerbating it. That's right. I mean, I've, I've doctored for 31 years, and I found the magic bullet. And the magic bullet is you fix the digestive system first. When you handle anybody's digestive system, I do not care if they came in with a neck problem or a skin condition or their joints hurt. You fix the digestion, and then you can actually give them back their health. And it's not taught in schools. It's not taught about in commercials. It's, you know, alternative doctors know about it, but, you know, most everybody is, is not taught it, including your, you know, usual traditional doctor isn't really bringing it up also. So, you know, what can happen is, if somebody's ever been on antibiotics, and, you know, I'll raise my hand, yes, I've been on antibiotics, those antibiotics don't just wipe out the bad bacteria. They don't just wipe out the bacteria for the ear infection or the lung infection or the sinus infection. It wipes out all the bacteria. So you have good bacteria in your digestive system that keeps um, the yeast, which is supposed to be there, in balance. When you wipe out all the bacteria, the yeast basically say, we're free for all, and so they multiply and multiply, and now this is where you're getting sugar cravings. Now, along with that, you get a host of other symptoms that people don't realize can be because of yeast underlying this, and they're throwing all sorts of different solutions at it and not recognizing that this is yeast first. 
it's breathtaking how intricate and yet very simple it can be if we just get the basic information like get rid of that sugar the all that excess sugar we're taking into our bodies that uh, you've you've said it perfectly it is complicated yet very very simple and i think it's made more complicated so that less people can actually get their health better so <laughs> You know, I'm a doctor. Okay, so what I did was decide to be one, go to school, and got my degree. So, you know, this isn't anything other than just persistence and perseverance. And this is the same with anyone who wants to get their health back. It's just a little persistence and perseverance. And bam, it's a simple solution for pretty much everything I've come across. So it's very significant that the yeast going rampant is causing the cravings. So that's a very important understanding to have. The other thing that I think happens is that we get chronic inflammation going on in our body, which isn't just in the gut then, it's throughout our system. That's right. Once the gut is disrupted, it can affect any area of your body. Let's say your weak link is you've gotten headaches over the years. So now you've got inflammation and now you've got chronic headaches. Let's say it's your hands because you're at the computer and holding the mouse a certain way. Now your hands or your wrist is always in pain. So this um, this yeast problem can cause, you know, all sorts of other things that people are completely unaware that um, those symptoms. And, you know, to name a few, just the obvious is the um, vaginal yeast infections. Okay, great. That's a pretty given good one. But uh, you also have um, toenail fungus. You have um, uh, jock itch. You've got digestive problems of all kinds. And you can have chronic urinary tract infections. You can have skin itching, legs itching. Uh, you can have brain fog and fatigue. And this is all can be underlying because the digestive system is disrupted from the candida. And now you've got yeast basically causing this. Oh, it it's just gut, gut-wrenching. The way that this, I mean, I didn't, I really wasn't thinking of it in terms of the literal, but just thinking of how this information really does churn you up inside because it's, again, a very simple solution, except there is that almost addictive quality that comes with the sugar, the cravings. Well, you know, interesting that you say it's a simple solution. Previous to finding out about this herb that's um, only grown in New Zealand that helps to put this candida and this yeast back into, into normalcy, uh, for years and years and years, I've had patients come in with a yeast problem, and I pretty much started putting a bubble around my practice because I didn't want them to come in anymore. It was six months to two years to try to handle. They'd come rolling in with a suitcase of all the remedies from teas and pills and this and that and everything that they've been throwing at this and still not really getting uh, a lot of satisfaction. And it was a really hard program to get this corrected. We did, but it was not fun for me or them. And I found this herb that's um, only grown in New Zealand um, called a, a horopito plant. And they use it for years. Uh, it, the indigenous tribes in New Zealand have been using it for all sorts of things. But one of the things that it does is it actually wipes out um, excessive colonies of these yeast or the candida. So it's not to just take the supplement, though. We want to be not imbibing in too much sugar in our systems, right? Well, that's true. So, you know, if you're, you know, think that 
this might be something that you have. And, you know, the interesting thing about having a yeast problem is it mimics so many other things and there's no great test for it. So the best way to figure this out is, one, your history. Have you been on antibiotics? Have you had a surgery? Have you been under tremendous stress? Has your diet been off the rails? Have you, you know, excessively been drinking and eating sugars and, and junky food? Okay, fine. That's a lot of us. So if that's the case and you have any of the symptoms that I had talked about, that's the other sort of avenue. So they have um, encapsulated this Horopito plant into a capsule, and the name of this product is called Colorex. K-O-L-O-R-E-X. And you take one a day for 30 days and it wipes out the excessive yeast can, um, colonies and it's back to normal. So you do have to follow, you know, don't eat a lot of sugar doing this. Even stay away from too much fruit sugar. But give yourself 30 days and lo and behold, it is amazing. So if you've been on antibiotics, if anyone in your family has, you want to help out the gut so that it can recolonate and, and do what it's supposed to with the good bacteria. And this is sort of just the last little thing that everyone should be doing because you don't want the long-term symptoms that aren't so obvious. Right. So that is the really good news around all of this as to what we can do to get ourselves on a good track. Another aspect of what sugar has done to our system, and this is so interesting, that it suppresses the immune system. That's right. So anytime that you've got, you know, excessive sugar going on in the body, um, the white blood cells, which fight infections, they'll decrease up to 50% uh, after one or two hours of eating sugar. So, you know, if you think about having a sore throat and then eating a popsicle, uh, you've just decreased your ability to fight what's going on while you have the sore throat in the first place. Or, you know, sucking on a piece of candy when you're sick or eating a lot of fruit because you're sick. You know, I'm mostly talking the white sugars and the obvious, but, you know, I've always said when you're sick, do not give your kid juice. Um, don't sit, sit and feed them a bunch of different fruits. What they need is they need protein and they need vegetables. And, uh, you know, that's where soup comes in great because you're getting both usually. That is really wonderful. So uh, it would be really like any of the fruit juices. We, we think, oh, orange juice, it's really good and healthy for you. But even freshly squeezed would probably have too much sugar in that in this circumstance if you're not feeling well. At this point, yes. And, you know, I'm not a fan of any juice unless you've just squeezed it and drank it immediately. And the reason being is most your um, fruits don't retain the vitamin C uh, even 10 minutes after they've been cut in half. So, you know, it, it's measurable and it's, you know, statistics. Now, it has a lot of vitamin C when it starts, which is why they can put it on the label. But by the time it's been processed and put into the truck and put into the store and put into your refrigerator and then, you, you know, you pour a glass of it, it's really just sugar left. So... In that circumstance, what is healthier for us then would be eating the full apple and drinking water. You got it. And if you do, you know, I live in Florida, we've got, you know, fruit trees. So when we do juice them, we don't juice a lot of them and let it sit overnight. We juice just enough for each one to have a glass and then drink it immediately and that's it. So that's the best way if you're going to try to drink juice. And I know that sounds so, you know, naturey, but... The fact is, why put the extra sugar in unless you just like the taste and you're knowing that you're eating sugar, you're not uh, fooling yourself by thinking you're getting a whole bunch of vitamin C from it. Well, let's hope if we're 
thinking about getting healthy, we're going to be going to the natural source and not then adding the a bunch of sugar to it because we've just talked about at least a couple of areas where it's so detrimental to us. Exactly. Right. So that is really just so fascinating. And I'm thinking of how, you know, we, in just the last few years as we've been so concerned, and we're not overly over being concerned about some COVID infections, but we were we knew that having a, a low immune system or suppressed immune system was going to make us so susceptible. So here again, if we want to be strong against any kind of disease, we need to really look at the sugar and get it out of our, our diet. Yeah, you do. And the fact is, you're going to feel so much better when you do. I know it's hard. I know there's so many uh, things that we just, you know, have a hard time saying no to. But, you know, I usually start people by saying, you know what, just start eating protein in the morning. Skip the bagel, you know, try to keep the coffee to a minimum uh, or start cutting it out because it's a stimulant as well. And if you can start putting in protein in the morning, and if you're not a big egg fan and you don't want to eat a bunch of bacon, fine, have last night's dinner and put that protein in and, you know, get away from just thinking you have to eat an American-type breakfast. But most people are missing the protein, so later they've um, spiked their their blood sugar and then it crashes and now they need another carbohydrate or sugar, which is, you know, the same thing. So this is why people are on the up and down all day long and, if they can start substituting, you know, a healthy tea, you know, some lemon tea in the morning, some ginger tea that you've, you know, boiled or made or even, you know, from a packet. But something healthy and um, the protein, you're going to start at least being able to win this game of getting off of sugar for the rest of the day if you start that way and then, you know, try to follow it up with protein and, and vegetables for lunch and dinner. So in terms of the carbohydrates that we should ingest uh what are some of the better ones or the best all ones? The vegetables all of them you got it because vegetables have carb are carbohydrates as well so everyone thinks that it's you know you must eat grains i'm just not a big fan of grains in this country anymore i see you know all this gluten-free and this free and that free and it's like you know what the grains are altered we don't need them nobody is suffering from a grain deficiency in this country not one person we're over-consuming it from breakfast, lunch, dinner, our snacks. We're giving it to our kids to teeth on. And uh, they've, they've been altered enough that, you know, we're all getting fat. We all look like, you know, little muffin tops, and nobody has slender bodies like they had in the 70s. So it's a different, you know, animal that we're looking at this, these days. And, you know, it's just a breeding ground for, you know, the immune system not to work, for this overgrowth of the candida. So, you know, I would say... You start just by knocking out your grains and eating protein for the morning, and uh, you're going to see that you won't be craving so um, much by setting that uh, up for your system. And so here we are. You were mentioning the, the, being the muffin tops, not having the slender bodies that we had. You know, about 50 years ago is when it all started to, I think, slide downhill or just just increase. So. Along with these health issues, the the big one, of course, and it is really big, is obesity, which then again has other complications as to what it does to our body in terms of heart disease and in terms of diabetes in particular. Yes, it's, you're spot on. So, you know, I mean, if you think about the fact that uh, every single person that has a weight problem is pretty much starving. 
they are not able to get nutrition properly into the body, and that starts with the gut. So, you know, anyone that's trying to lose weight under my um, program, I will generally put them on this Colorex, handle any problems with the yeast itself, and then, you know, they'll follow some of these simple suggestions that I've just made with you, and uh, we start to see a, a major change. It's not a quick weight, weight, weight loss, but if somebody is losing anywhere from one to one and a half, sometimes two pounds a week, uh, they're on a perfect path. And, you know, it's better than not losing it. It's better than gaining it. And it's the type of weight that will stay off because you're changing the actual metabolism, not just fad dieting. Because the fad dieting is a yo-yo, isn't it? Well, it generally is. How many people have you seen that, you know, look amazing and they've done this diet, you know, six months to two years later, you're like, oh, you know, how upsetting is that to get yourself down to some beautiful little goal weight and, you know, blow up within a year's time and then it's harder to do. So, you know, we're just, we're behind the eight ball in this country. Our food sources, our commercials, all the things that are set up for us to just run around and eat and pick and choose and have, you know, holiday food for lunch, <laughs> anytime we want, we've got every choice available to us. You know, we really need to just go back to the basics and, you know, teach our children how to do a bit of cooking in the kitchen and, you know, have them cook with you and get your spouse to, you know, sit down and do a little cooking together because without it, you're, I don't know how you can get super healthy and get, and get your body super efficient if you're eating out and eating that way all the time. And the holidays used to be a time of feeling like this was a treat. Now, I guess we seem to think we should have a treat, not even just once a day, but the whole day should be full of treats. And and that goes against logic, doesn't it? It, it really does. And, you know, we look at all this, you know, uh, depression and, you know, mental problems that everyone is talking about these days. And, you know, I do fully have empathy for, for what is occurring, but... I also have seen so many patients of mine that, you know, once we corrected what was going on with their diet, once we got this yeast out of, uh, you know, out of the system and, you know, put it back into control, they're normal again, you know, meaning they had their highs, they have their lows, they have a sad day, but they aren't, you know, crazy and they're not, you know, so upset and weepy at every moment or angry all the time and, you know, or quiet and depressed. And a lot of this has to do with the food source and, you know, how we're actually teaching our kids how to eat and ourselves, you know, we can call it all that we don't have enough time for this, but, you know, do you have time to feel lousy? <laughs> exactly. That, it, that sucks up the time. It, we're losing time because we are in such a unhealthy and sad state. So it, we need to understand that we'll, we need to make the transition. And though it will take time to eat more healthily, we have that time. We're used in a better way. Yeah. And, you know, I'm the queen of the 20-minute meal. And I really do, you know, sort of pride myself on it, almost to the point that it's gotten silly. But the fact is, you know, it's so easy to cook a protein, a vegetable, and possibly some other vegetable if you like for, uh, you know, any one of your meals. And there's just a million ideas out there with the, you know, Internet and all sorts of, you know, different apps and crazy places you can get just simple solutions. You just need the ingredients and the wherewithal. And, you know, you get six underneath your belt and you've got six days a week, you've got great food. And when you get sick of those six, you know, put another two under your belt. And all of a sudden you've become this, you know, amazing 
quick, you know, cook. And now you find that, you know, it really is kind of nice to spend a bit of time in the kitchen and with all these lovely tastes and clean eating and watching your family, you know, participate. And, you know, you slim down a bit and your shorts start to fit and you're not unbuttoning your button after every meal. Mm. (laughs) I mean, it's nice to feel good. And it's, you know, no one's going to do it for you. Right. And and that's the thing. When there is excess weight, we, we we do look older. It ages us. But even beyond that, I think there we just know that all the sugar damages our, our skin and and makes it look old. Yes, it it, it um you know hurts the collagen in our system and the connective tissue. And you know, I've seen so many of my patients that. You know, I didn't do this all the time because it was—it just seemed rude was to take a picture of them when they first started with me. But, you know, within 10 days, you could see youth coming back. You could see they didn't look drawn. They didn't look so haggard. The skin was tighter. The, the tissue was better. They looked alive. And they looked so dead and deadpan in the eyes and in the skin when they'd first come in that, you know, it was like, oh, boy. And you could just see them come alive by actually changing up the diet. And, you know, it was it's a cool thing to see. And I could see it with myself. I go back home and visit my family and, you know, get into some bad habits and eat all my favorite food. And, you know, I can't wait to get home because <laughs> it takes a toll on me. But, you know, it's nice to be able to have some fun and then know how to get yourself out of it. Right. So you can have these little treats or these little celebrations, but you know that the majority of the time it's going to be walking this particular path that makes us feel better and look better and have more energy to to do all the things we want to do. That's exactly right. You know, I'm definitely a person of moderation and do not expect my patients to be, you know, perfection. And those who are, you know, hands up, hats off, they're, you know, doing great. But you know, this is a planet to enjoy. This is a country that we have so many tastes and foods, but, you know, it's also your responsibility to uh, realize that it's the most important thing that you own is the body that you're inhabiting. And, uh, you know, we take better care of our cars than we actually do our bodies. And it's really a shame that it's just not really taught all the way from the beginning um, of our education, how, you know, valuable it is to eat well and, you know, participate in cooking and, you know, buying the right things for this and, you know, what nutrition really is and digestion and, you know, just understanding the very basics is is just so vital. So anyone who's listening, it's great to get, you know, smart about all this, but, you know, it really ultimately depends upon are you going to do something about it or just get yourself educated. Exactly. So once we have the education, and you've really shared so much very critical information with us this morning, Dr. Julie, is to take even just one step, eliminate something, uh, some part of it, and start to to fix these meals with the protein and the vegetable in it and, and see how different it is. We can take it day by day or give ourselves a goal of a week and then go to the second week. It's true. And, you know, one more little tip that I just came across, and, I, you know, I feel kind of silly because I'm so late on the chain, but uh, I did just buy an air fryer. Oh, my goodness. Talk about easy making protein. You can throw anything in that darn thing, and within 10 or 15 minutes, it's done. So it takes all the stress out of, you know, cooking. It doesn't heat up. I'm here in Florida, so I don't have to turn the oven on to make a piece of fish. I can throw it in the air fryer. So I can't say enough about that 
funny little device that I've been hearing patients talk about. And uh, it's, you know, it's the simplest way I've seen to do a quick, you know, in my 20-minute meal. Right. So there's another valuable piece of information on how to to uh, speed things up, too, if we don't want to spend a lot of time cooking. Yes, that air fryer really is magical. <laughs> so, and I get no endorsements for this. I just am amazed how simple it is. Well, thank you for reminding us of that if we have it. If we haven't picked that up, it might be just the right solution not to feel like we have to go to some drive-through and pick up some uh, fast food that is so lacking in any kind of nutritional value. And the price tag is there. So here, right. right? That's right. Totally true. So to get more information, to connect with you, Dr. Julie, how shall we direct our listeners? They can go to the uh, website, which is naturesources.com, and they can read about the Colorex and the different forms that it comes in. But, you know, educate yourself. It's just it's a brilliant product. I'm so happy to have it. It's really made my life a lot simpler as a doctor and myself. Or they can um, call the 1-800 number, which is 1-800-827-7656. And if they use the code radio, they can uh, ask for 20% off their first bottle. And I always say get two because you want one in your medicine cabinet. If anyone in your household goes on antibiotics, you want to put them on Colorex right when the antibiotics are done so you can reestablish that normal balance in the gut. Perfect. Well, it's always so perfect to be able to connect with you, Dr. Julie. I love the simple, very direct approach to being as healthy as we possibly can be. And you certainly are the source for that good information. So thank you so greatly for your work and spending time with us this morning. You're so welcome. And thanks for having me on your show. It's a pleasure.